think the most remarkable thing about the Twin Peaks reboot in general, though, right, like, is the fact that, uh, you know, you're talking about, like, oh, it was the one thing I didn't want to be spoiled. One, I would say, I don't know in a million years you could spoil that on a Facebook post. You know what I'm saying? Just, can, like, by the nature of what that show is. But also, just, like, unlike the original Twin Peaks, where there was that water cooler, like, oh, shit, if you missed it, like, you missed a clue, right? Right. This was indecipherable. I think most people sort of fucking knew that going into it. <laughs> right. Because what, what would you be saying? Like, what would you even fucking spoil for people? <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's this guy. He gets a glove and he can't take it off, but it gives him, like, super punching abilities. And, like, <laughs> like there's no fucking way to make that make sense. Um, but at the same time, what I was saying is that, like, I've never – I don't think I ever will have – that complete of an experience again where it was just pretty much like unless they do another season it's a one-off it's one and done where i had no idea from beginning to end where it was going and like just the way that shit was plotted you didn't know like where it was going next week either like no spoilers no onset photos it was all locked down it was all fucking like mysterious and it was just like the perfect way to fucking fall into that show again man yeah, no, I think it's, I, I'm trying to uh, rack my brain for others, and I may ask you to collaborate on a list with me here, but it's like, I agree that I think it's probably the most fun I've had. I, I think we've said this before, that Game of Thrones season seven, this is before we were all hip to it, hip to how yeah. bad that show was going to get, okay? Wait, I was, I was actively participating in the precipitous disappointment, <laughs> like... It was like the roller coaster just slowly going down the decline. Right, right, right. It's, it's instead of like <laughs> the world's worst roller coaster. Right. Like, yeah, well, it's like. Well, it's going down. But how long is this? I have a coaster? lot of time to think about it. It's as long as a Game of Thrones episode. It is a very slow ride into the descent. Um, no, but what, what was I? Uh, what I was saying is like, okay, so at the time, Game of Thrones season seven, season six, I thought big rebound, right? So, yeah, so season I was seven, like, were, okay, like this isn't perfect, but at least it's entertaining, you right? Know, it makes some amount of sense, yeah. So, so the fact that these two things were on at the same time, and I think, I mean, I, I know that I actively watched Twin Peaks, like I watched Game of Thrones later, yeah, pretty much from the beginning, but. What I would say is that initially there was like this, oh, I wonder what's going on with Game of Thrones. Dude, by the by by episode two or three, I just didn't give a shit at all. I was yeah. you know what I mean? And I think I'd saying something because like, yeah, we can all talk shit about Game of Thrones now as its legacy is still fucking flaming on the ground. <laughs> but at the time it was still like, yo, that show, uh, mm-hmm. and it was usurped. By, yeah. by Twin Peaks, that's how fucking good it was, and it was. That, it's not that like it was good. Like, oh, that's the tightest narrative you've ever seen. Really, everything about it should be bad. Yeah, but it just works. Yeah, it just it just fucking works, man. It, it was just so confidently obtuse, man. You know, Kyle McLaughlin fucking falling through space for an entire episode. Uh, one of my favorite things, uh, I, I was reading this thing recently that was a, a guy talking about uh, neurotribes, which is like, you know, a big like uh, autism kind of like, you know, on the spectrum sort of thing. Neurotribes? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like people being neurodiverse uh, within families, as people who have autism, people who have Asperger's, people like shit like that. Uh, and th- what they said is like, it's really interesting because you can go back historically and kind of like, well, knowing what we know now, like that person was clearly autistic you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, but one person on that list was like Dave, david lynch and when you hear it through that prism you're like oh my yeah like of course yeah, yeah. like of course he is like and, you know in the same way that like and i think the the biggest endorsement is going to sound fucked up because he's on his way out probably but anthony hopkins being autistic 
was a big moment to for for the for the normalization of autism at a high functioning rate. Because at right. no point did I know that he was autistic, and I had no idea. Right, and it's but, a, but then you hear him like, yeah, like every time I get a script, I memorize every word in it. It's like, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> it's obsessive going on there. It's a little yeah. bit of a compulsive thing. I'm not saying there isn't, but I'm just. I think that that's like this this really uh, interesting thing. And they were saying that a lot of times these artists they'll make work that's reflective. Like, I listen. I think Kanye might be autistic. Like, I don't want to throw it out there. But what I'm saying is like... But, but then, yeah, we don't want to fall into that trap too of like, and I know you're about to say something, but you don't want to fall into that trap of just like throwing that label on anybody weird. Uh, like, I think Kanye's got like some bipolar shit going on and some other shit going on too. Like, yeah, I don't even know what's going on with Kanye, to be honest. Uh, no one knows. Modern medicine hasn't advanced <laughs> to the to the point where we could diagnose that Kanye maybe, was. Maybe he is God distilled in human form. Yeah, he is on guy. Manhattan, man. Like, we're going to have to break open the fucking skull of Kanye West <laughs> to, to, to free us from this man. Occasionally contentious. <laughs> Sometimes he dances around in a weird costume on SNL. Right. Well, they, they were they were saying that it's it's this thing about like generally people who have autism who are making art. It's like they're making art to, literally to be like, does anyone fucking see me? Which makes a lot of sense with mm-hmm. Dave Lynch, right? When you yeah. think specifically about his work, where it's like, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. It's like this dude forces you to see the world the way he sees it. And yeah. because it's so fully realized in that dude's very capable hands, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. This is the whole point about why the Twin Peaks thing is a, ma- is a miracle, because in anyone else's hands, it completely right. falls apart, you know? So, I, I, I mean, they don't know. He hasn't gotten gone off and been diagnosed. But I would say name an artist who you're like has been more confrontational – uh, but but not just to know because that sounds shitty and reductive, right? Like it's not like yeah. John Waters filming Divine eating a piece of shit. Just more confrontationally autistic? Is that what you were about to say? <laughs> uh, no, well, just confrontational in terms of like themes and, and and the way he's gone about things and 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 how extreme he pushed the envelope. Like now we see violence in in a very weird way because not just not just has the. Uh, have the have the films gotten super realistic but like video games have gotten super realistic to the point mm-hmm. where like the simulation of violence is like having someone i'm not saying it's making people go out and do shit what i'm saying is like i think on average we're able to see these things a lot more um with with less like anxiety because we're so overexposed to it and I, well, what I'm just oh, I'm saying is like with in terms of lynch in the 90s like yeah. doing fucking wild at heart and two minutes in he's just bashing the brains of somebody in. and i'm like mm. it's a guy who was always uh kind of ahead of the cultural taboo is what i'm yeah. saying so i i i'm, I'm uh, he's interesting uh, but i don't even think he's like consciously thinking about a taboo i think he's just like ah it just makes sense to me that's my point that's my point <laughs> like, like because he, he's removed from it like he doesn't understand oh this is the cultural taboo therefore he's constantly crossing that line Right. I, I go back yeah, and I watch just that a Midwestern Christian man who's just <laughs> weird. Well, art. That's what that that's okay. So that's what creeps me out because it's geography with him. Like, yeah. like if he was from Brooklyn, <laughs> not think twice about it. He right. He grew up on the mean streets. Like yeah, Lynch was like Scorsese's fucking <laughs> right hand like, man. Like, like Scorsese should be much darker. And for all we know, like Scorsese regularly reenacts the taxi driver scene. Might he just seems like an impish like midget who loves cinema? 
went to the pictures <laughs> and is unafraid okay. to tell you about it. Uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's just like as as, as, as fucking weird and, and dark as as Scorsese should be. The opposite sort of applies to Lynch, you know. And I feel like I'm bringing him up because we haven't been hitting our Lynch quota in the back. 50 so far right series but um yeah man was he from missoula right he's from montana or something uh, uh, is it missouri or is it i, I think it's I think like it's missouri uh, missouri is a montana whatever it doesn't matter he's from some fucking place with an m that's uh, wholesome and uh jim crow never happened or it did still happen i don't know what the goal of the anti- woke racist people are you watching watchmen right because like fuck me that show I mean, you 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 know very well that i'm watching watchmen we had an entire conversation about it yes for the sake of the podcast i'm watching watchmen right. <laughs> sorry that's it we're done <laughs> and i'm done uh no I, I do have like so many things to talk about because we haven't been able to record in a, in a- oh damn you're right he was from montana i thought he was from missouri Near the Ozark. You think the Ozarks could handle that strange? Fuck that, yeah, man. You're right. You're Montana, right. Where the skies are bigger than the land. I think you told me that. You're like, I went to Montana once. The fucking skies are huge. Or is it Wyoming? Wyoming, yeah. Wyoming. But pro- probably same thing. I've never been to Montana. But yeah, just like you've never, like, I never thought about the term, like, big sky to mean anything at all. Like, I thought that was bullshit. But then you, like, drive there, like, just on the open plains. And it's just those huge clouds and big open skies. And that's all you can see is the skies. Like this I told you, I mean, look, I'm excited, man. So like for people who don't know, we're recording this. What's today's date? The, 20, the, the fourth. Fourth. Okay. Fourth. I leave in 23 days, dude. 23 days. We hit the road. Hmm. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los I want to live in the alternate, like, geometrical shape universe where it's called Los Angles. The city of angles. <laughs> the city of angles. Angles everywhere, as far as the actors. Isosceles, scaly, equilateral, everyone. Human angle, Los Angeles got it. <laughs> a lot of sharp edges in that town. That's why I, I can't live there anymore. <laughs> Oh man. Uh well, so we're going is the point. We're leaving in 23 days. <laughs> uh and we're and we're road tripping and I'm excited because you've done this trip before. Uh Yeah. So so are you taking that route, the I80 route? I'm not taking the I80 route and this is why, so, sir. Fortunately, yeah. no, I want to. I want right. to. So, like it's a weird thing. So like if we take the I80 route, we have to uh dewinterize or we have to winterize the the equipment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to get less prepared for winter. <laughs> I'm just saying that you Don't can't. Risk. You, you can't We're gonna die it. today. <laughs> Get the dogs in the car. We're gonna die. All right, you're making fun of me, and I'm sad because I'm just trying to protect my family, Matt. <laughs> oh yeah, so you would have to winterize your car because it's like the fucking middle of winter right now. Well, yeah, because any water would freeze, and so if we go through I eighty geographically, the 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 RV people are like, we can't like give you that, so oh, we wouldn't be able to. You are doing the RV and everything. Yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, we're okay. getting a giant fucking RV, and so that's the thing yeah. where it's like, okay, at that point, if we we need to be able to use the shower, we need to be able to use the stove and all that shit. So in order to do it, we have to drive down from Philly to Durham, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Get it dewinterized, and yeah. then from there we just jump on I forty, go all the way across. And I forty is kind of cool, man. I'll, I'm going to pass through Tulsa, through Tennessee, mm-hmm. through New Mexico. Uh, I Nevada. mean, okay, uh, New Mexico is cool. 
Beautiful. Um, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, mm-hmm. New Mexico, Arizona. It's pretty. It's pretty dope. It's not going to be as cool as Colorado, yeah. but my point it's is still the idea. Vibes, you know. At some points, I'm specifically, I think Oklahoma. Oklahoma's very. You going to hit uh, Nevada, or are you just going straight up the south butt end of California? No, no, I'm going to go through Nevada. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. right through Las Vegas. I think Nevada's fucking nice. I, I like it. It's just desert, right? Mostly. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, like just in terms of like as a Western lover, like it's just Western landscapes. It's fucking old train tracks and wild horses and abandoned ghost towns like everywhere it's ridiculous do you think and, I, and it's a dumb question because i'm I, much like uh when i asked if fingers get jealous of each other do you mm-hmm. think that cardinal directions are mad because when you say like oh it's the old west you're like yo i know what the fuck <laughs> you mean like right. when you say it's like an old eastern you're like what the fuck does that mean like breakfast at tiffany's like like, old east <laughs> I just, you know, I picture again the mid-Atlantic accent, just a bunch of people going, hey, mister. <laughs> I'm going to New York, Boston, as far as the eye can see. If everyone still talk like that, do you really, do you think we would be capable of war? <laughs> like, I mean it, like as a species, like we. I feel like we would be doing nothing but war, you know, like buy war bonds today. <laughs> like just constant war. The you voice can, propagates the, the need. would never come. But we would be all about it, though. We would be so pro-America. Well, the presidents you... would all have to talk in that accent, too. So no Donald Trump. So that'd be the good news. That's... Have, but like Harry Truman's and FDR's. All right. I mean, were there any bad ones in that time period? I'm trying to figure out. I mean, was Woodrow Wilson know. a dick? I mean... <laughs> Harding back then? Wasn't he like... Yeah, that? yeah. Harding is in the it, 20s. Yeah, he's yeah. terrible. He's like the worst president ever, maybe? Well... Well, That's the thing about well. time. You just flash forward to 100 years. <laughs> and here we are. That's the good news. You know, Nietzsche talked about eternal recurrence, right? About everything just continuing to happen over and over again. Like, yeah, like Back to the Future series I was thinking about. You know, because like we, we talk about like Back to the Future Part 3, obviously the worst of the trilogy. But you know, like the whole point of that series is that the same shit keeps happening. Some guy named Tannen is living in the same town and he's being a dick. Right. It is. It's. It's. That's the thing with the second one is that they take you further across that threshold, right? Where now we're like, in a, oh shit, we fucked up. Like, yeah. man, rich. She's got fucking casinos, which like, which I love that he's like an analog for Trump. Um, well, like, unintentionally. I mean, was he at the time? I guess Trump was around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Like intentionally, yeah, so they've sp- yeah. they've spoken to that specifically. They were like, yeah, like he's he was supposed to be Trump. Well, I'm just I'm saying the initial character of Biff. Oh, an initial part one was yeah, part, nah. it was, okay. When they nah. did part two, they but, were like, but part two they were like, yeah, like Trump is like obviously like he even has the hair and the fucking casino. Well, he could have played it like fucking. The he's a Rockefeller. Guy. He's a Carnegie. Nah, he's, right. he's, he's a Trump. <laughs> he's just the lowest, trashiest billionaire of all time. Do you know when they talk about like cell degradation? There's like a half life right of things. Mm-hmm. It's like I think Trump's dad was probably a legit smart dude. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, he got rich, and then he's the half life of that. Well, sh- whatever. I'm not saying he wasn't a racist prick. But he's a smart, smart racist. Smart, exactly. Smart enough not to get caught. But know? then the more kids he had, the more like diluted that intelligence got. But well, the I mean, somehow just, like got amplified. Well, just think about like fucking just the tr- so Trump is half life of his racist dad is that he can't. Yeah. He's so racist outwardly that we yeah. all know it. And then if you half life that, it's like the the Eric and and Donald Trump Jr. are just too dumb to really be ra- to be intentionally racist like trust me they're racist but like they don't even understand the concept of up and down gravity black and white like like I, they're I, that I, stupid yeah 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 <laughs> i really think 
I mean, it's either that or like they're not real. Like we've been fed a deep. <laughs> they're not real. It's again like that movie Simone with, uh, you know, Al Pacino. We've been hologramming their entire lives. Yeah, which that movie is becoming more and more real. You know, yeah. it was. Uh, I remember it having a zero percent, but uh, time. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but it was ahead of its time. Sure. Which, if you don't know, Simone is about uh, Al Pacino. Or somebody invents an AI actress who's not real, like an AI celebrity. Um, and she does like AI talk shows and AI movies and she gets a fucking Academy Award. Nobody knows she's not real. She's a fucking simulation. Simulation one, Simone. My favorite part was, uh, and I had never seen the movie, but I saw the trailer. And it's the part where Al Pacino's like, I made Simone. And someone very <laughs> cattily said, no. Simone made you and you're like what so that's why I never saw the movie because I'm like I mean I saw the movie right yeah I saw his journey like well hey look congratulations on the trailer I wonder do they do Academy Awards for trailers because they They should I I think that they do have like a trailer uh award show but nobody knows about it like there's a bunch of off-brand like award shows for like best boys key groups (laughs) best boys the best best boy (laughs) I mean, like, I get, like, oh, best grip, right? Like, best cam operator. That's yeah. Best but then one year, like, a woman gets nominated for best boy, and they're like, should we change what? it to best person? No, I think we're just going to burn the whole ceremony down. <laughs> this is the last one. Like, just shut it down, boys. We're done. What do you mean, boys? <laughs> uh, I saw another uh, another stupid name to add to the Brandrew files. I saw, and I swear, I shit you not, I got witnesses I saw a, uh, a Jimothy, which uh, I've heard Jimothy before. Yeah, but I, I but I thought it was uh, like it's stupid. But I've heard. I, I thought it was a colloquial, like, oh, we're going to be really shitty about poor white people. He must be a Jimothy. I thought it was like a like a newer hillbilly. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and then to <laughs> see it on a name tag, my yeah. brain. It was the first time I ever felt dyslexic. I'm like, that's not right. Uh, but I was wrong, Jimothy. And he, by the way, resembled exactly what a Jimothy conjures up in your head. Hmm. Well, because when I think Jimothy, I think of like just a man wearing like a tight polo shirt with no neck, a lot of like acne, and just like two buck teeth. Well, is that like a rabbit? <laughs> you picture a rabbit. Uh, well. <laughs> no, no, he had, he had his teeth, but he, he was like big. He had a polo shirt on. It was all the way up, and he was like a little bit heavier. And he was balding. So here, he did have but- the polo shirt. Yeah, but he was balding here like in a perfect circle, but then everything else was like almost like uh like do you remember in Arrested like Development whenever locks around not, like not super long? Do you remember like in Arrested Development whenever they do like they show Marta and she's a she's a soap opera star and they show yeah. all the adults playing kids and they're all just like grown men with really bad red wigs that go down here? It was literally that haircut. It was almost like a bowl. Uh but again, like the 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 perfection of the of the bald spot was and his name was Jimothy. Did you talk to him? Did you engage I with him? Get near that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you, would, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even be able to talk to him. It'd be like meeting a celebrity that you really respect or something like that. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, the whole time. But no, I'm, yeah, so you're fucking moving to Los Angeles. I don't know if you had more to say about that before we got diverted. 
like a whole lot. Hey man, you say this show is at its best when we divert. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to say other than I'm really excited to, I mean, like I'm, let me be perfectly clear. I am not excited to drive 40 some odd hours across the country. I would be if it was just me and my wife, right? But it's going to be us and, and three dogs and we're going to have to stop uh, so we're not going to get as much ground. Like in my in my perfect world, we do it in three fucking days. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, but uh, so I think it's going to take us about four or five. Like we're leaving on the 27th because we want to show up by New Year's. Like Can't we want to get there. Like the dogs separately. Just do like a three day shipping with the dogs. Put them in little <laughs> dog boxes. Yeah, them all they need in the box. Just let yeah. them fend for themselves. That's humane, right? Just throw, just throw them like twenty bucks. You know, like, have a great time, you know. Uh, no, I wish. I mean, like again, like I lost that argument. That's what marriage is—losing a lot of arguments and realizing oh. that there's no way that you've lost your power. I mean, there is that chance that one of them could get lost in shipping, right? Which is what she—her literal point is just like how, how many times? All that needed to happen once in all of human history is that one dog got fucked over while flying across the country, and that was enough. You know what I mean? Like, like statistically, like, like planes fall out of the fucking sky every couple of years and we all decide like, all right, the odds are still in our favor. Let's jump on planes. But we right. can't do that with dogs, not in, in this world. So instead we're driving. Now, even though I'm being a curmudgeon about it, the point that I'm really making is like, I'm actually low-key super excited to drive across the country. I just wish it was more for like taking in instead of this like, it's laborious, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm excited to see parts of the country I've never seen. I've been I've been to New Mexico, but it's beautiful. I would love to go somewhere flat. I hear Oklahoma. Like, New Mexico. New Me- my bad. I'm sorry. I really gotta get that down. Sorry. Oh, In chaos. My bad. Some sensitive um, over here. Yeah, I'm fucking up, dude. I just I'm about an to- entire culture of racist white people and methods and <laughs> And they deserve your goddamn respect. <laughs> Uh, so I'm excited about seeing that. I mean, Nevada seems cool. I mean, based on what you've told me. So like, I'm, I'm cool with all that. I have to go through, like the truth is this, I have to drive through Arkansas, which I think is about four or five hours of the trip. And I'm just like, fucking kill me. Like I would rather die. I mean, maybe Arkansas will be like low key amazing, but I feel like if there's like, there's a few shit States in the middle of the country and that's one of them. See, maybe that's just like bullshit. Like, and again, like we're t- typical East Coast like mentality. Like, the only reason I'm bringing this yeah, up, I, I just think Arkansas. I think like trailer parks and mud. Didn't uh, Tarantino shoot? It might have been probably unfair. That's really bad. Uh, I, I thought uh, Tarantino shot part of um, Django in Arkansas, like, like the mountain part in the very mm-hmm. beginning. Maybe so, he did. Maybe I don't know. So I'm just saying there, there probably is some pretty country out there. It's just. Yeah. The- I, don't. I mean, I don't know if that's an endorsement, though, because like if he's if he chose the state of Arkansas to shoot his slave movie, uh-huh. that's probably not a great place to be. I mean, people should on Florida. He, well, he called it a southern, not a western, when he made that movie. Remember, he was like, "I like to think of it as the first southern." And we were oh. like, "God damn it!" Because like, it, it, uh, okay, it's a western, but it's in the south, right? Fucking Tarantino. He's so I'm so fucking clever. Anyway, I hate him. If I had never heard the man speak, I, w- I would be like, oh, he must be like the coolest dude. I wonder if that's why he's so popular around the world. Like they have to dub <laughs> him with like the most charismatic. They don't get like the Nobody Italian version. Voice sounds yeah. like. 
I mean, like how obnoxious it is. They go out there and they get like fucking like uh, Stacy Keach or fucking Morgan Freeman, like uh, you know, like a classy, elegant fucking voice to overdub the. Mm. They don't find the Italian Tarantino to, to match that energy. Italian Tarantino. <laughs> Are you looking it up? No, just the <laughs> the phrasing Italian Tarantino. I mean, Italian uh, Tarantino. It's a lot of uh, right. It's almost alliteration. What's it? What's it when it's uh, middle alliteration? I should know this. I'm the writer. Mid alliteration. Mid If it's not, it should be now. Like, I'm, yeah, man. Come on, we're talking about. Um, I, I hold on. All right, so I got this. Um, casinos. Uh, I had this. I had this thought, which is just like. And I don't know if this is like literally the real reason for this or not, yeah. uh, but uh, casinos and Native Americans. Did America feel a little shitty after the fact about, you know, the whole genocide? And so they're like, as long as you're Native American and it's on Native American land, mm-hmm. fucking gamble, baby. Right. Like, and you, and you earn, you, you're earning back. There's no earning back the trail of tears, but the, the thought process when they allowed this was like, ah, they'll fucking make it up from truck white people eventually. Do you, right. You think that's like fi- financially, yeah. morally, <laughs> like there's this, like fucking taking white people's money, just right. white people's money and not paying taxes on it. Like yeah, that. Well, because people like, are like, oh, you're you're betraying your ancestors. Think of their tears. Like their tears don't spend, motherfucker. Like, give me that money. Like, I just want to know, like, if if it's like if it's super respectful or somehow disrespectful, do you think that within the Native American community, like uh so some people are like, you're fucking up, like you're dishonoring our fucking ancestors, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean it's possible, but you know, at the same time, you look at like historically what we did to the Native Americans. I watched this video breaking it down, and it's like I should know all of this, but it, like, and I did learn it in like history classes and stuff, but I didn't like hear it all like just laid out on a single timeline before, just one after the other. Like, yeah, we made this treaty with the Native Americans in like 1838, and then like some rogue general went in there and fucking burned and raped and pillaged their whole fucking village, and then we made another treaty, and they're like okay okay we'll go with that and then we burned and raped and pillaged that village and then we made a move but it was cool because it was a nice area but then we took it from them because it had some livestock we wanted like it just kept happening it was fucked up so you know what all the power to them give them their casinos it's great well the, what i'm saying is like, for the jack abramoffs of the world you know what i'm saying right you gotta be where that honeypot uh what i would say is like all right so that, that answers maybe like that angle from the native american side do you think that like uh, the, yeah, our a lot government of in this episode i know <laughs> city of angles <laughs> uh do you do you do you think that's do, that we took some culpability as a government and we're like no it's fine man fucking like we took everything else remember the blankets jerry we gave him the fucking blankets all right let him hey. just camp just let him gamble it's fine yeah there's still more of us than them let him the blankets jerry god damn it. i'm just wondering if that conversation <laughs> happened by like like it's a coen brothers movie <laughs> Can we take a tragedy like the Trail of Tears and put it through the prism of a Coen brother comedy? The answer is I mean, no. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, much like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, like, it's not so much if we should. Can we? Sure. We could, can do anything. But we it's can. if we should. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could. Or, or is that our next project? Did we finally find it? 
I think our next project is, is our pirate uh, wakes up in the modern day. <laughs> pirate. Like, a, hate becomes the most prolific internet yeah, pirate of all like, time. Well, I think we can like have fun with it, or we can make it a cutthroat thing. Like after all, he's a fucking pirate. Thousand petabytes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it cut through. I want to make it the most ruthless, like Mr. Robot, but like for evil, uh, you know, type pirate or whatever. But when you say, like, I got 1,000 terabytes, it's like, okay, well, this is clearly a comedy. <laughs> like, there's no, no way to pretty this up. Like, I have all nine seasons of The Office in German, French, Italian. I don't speak any of them languages. <laughs> I have the friend's commentary. It, it writes itself. That's all I'm saying, you know. Ali McBeal. Uh, I, I, episode, well, each episode is someone looking for an impossible torrent. <laughs> they come to him. And he's right. Like, all right. <laughs> he cracks he's like, they, they, like, knock on the door. He turns around in his swivel chair. It's like, so. <laughs> yeah, that's. You could have done this online, but you had to come to me in person. <laughs> And he's got like a parrot, you know. Right. He's still. No, it's great. I love it. He's still wearing his old pirate clothes. Exactly. And I was like, I mean, like moving to he LA. How to use like, like a washer and dryer? Yeah, just spec like, script, you know. We slide that across a couple tables. Like, hey, look. I think that you know, like, like who's playing the pirate is my question. You know. Dan Devito. Devito. Devito's yeah. a pirate. I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, but with the intensity of a penguin, of an Oswald Cobblepot, mm. uh, Devito. You know. You know, that's one thing about DeVito is he does commit. And I think we forget that. Like, he can commit to more than comedy. You know, he's hilarious. But, like, he's also a great dramatic actor. When you go back and you watch fucking Batman Returns, it's like the movie fucking is a a mess. But, like, the Mm -hmm. villains are kind of great. Like, that's – everyone Everyone came to play. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough to make a bad movie, like, kind of good. Like, it's not – I don't know. It's not rocket science, man. Yeah, you got Michelle Pfeiffer doing her – best no <laughs> yeah that whole monologue she's getting shot shit like six seven go to heaven she's like uh you've seen the afterlife selena there is nothing it's cold the cats nibble on your fingers it's fucking awful man. Uh, yeah i love that they rewrote like the rules for catwoman because for years i thought that's what catwoman was it's like she literally had nine lives like a cat she was brought back to life by a bunch of cats well see this is what this this is where i get really shitty with like, Tim burton because everyone's like oh he's so talented and i'm just like people <laughs> that? everyone like an like a 55 year old aunt he's so talented my the, fucking, the hedging garden scene and edward scissorhand she thought it was uh fucking enchanting. like no but it's like and people are like see you know what's really impressive is like he made a tim burton film through the prism of a batman film and i'm like that's not cute He's a fucking hack. He's a he's he 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 he's terrible, and I hate him, and I want him to die, and I hate him. All right, it's not that I hate him, but people yeah. are like he's so clever, he's so brilliant, and literally he's like, well, she's a cat woman. Ugh, cats. What do we know? Uh, nine lives. Okay. <laughs> Drink milk. They got nine lives. It's science. He's like, stop right there. Nine <laughs> lives. And it's like he's not that brilliant, people. I'm sorry. Although I'm like, I feel like he's a guy who, like, in two years, is going to come back with like a masterstroke just to remind everybody. You know, 
Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like Batman Returns, like for, for to its credit, like I kind of like that he took cartoon rules as hacky as it was, like just cartoon rules and just committed to them fully. Yeah. Like everybody was committing. I'm not saying it was good, but you no, know, I, I was, genuinely like that movie, and it's not because like it's good. Like, yeah, like well, like even like him. Devito is Penguin. Like that's not Penguin's deal. Like he's not this disgusting like fucking sewer dwelling guy that can talk to birds. Like, he's just a weird mobster that also can talk to birds. Penguins, what do we know? <laughs> they talk to they birds. They live in the sewers. They talk to birds. They dribble goop out of their mouth. They bite noses. I've seen it. It's happened. <laughs> I mean, like, is that a gonna... guy who wore a monocle and had some bird-like features? <laughs> he wasn't a deformed freak whose parents dumped him into a sewer, somehow survived, learned English, and learned to talk to penguins. Right. That was... <laughs> yeah, man, that was tough. Well, <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> like, here's the thing. So, like, we know Burgess Meredith. for mayor successfully. <laughs> and he never slips up. That English is... <laughs> and eating raw fish at parties, and people are like, yeah, this is a guy I can get behind. Look, say what you want. He's an outsider. Okay, <laughs> he's gonna—he's a disrupticon. He's coming in. He's gonna. You know what? He's a real Trump man. Like Burton saw it before any of us. Uh, he was probably sitting in his intentionally creepy house while that election was happening, with his arms crossed, going, "Told you so." <laughs> Didn't vote, but I told you so. He made that movie. He was like, "I've been waiting. I've been waiting twenty-four fucking years for vindication." Uh, uh, he's a real modern Orwell, that Burton. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> went from he's a hack fraud and I want him to die to, yeah, he's all right. But he's great. all right. I mean, Pee-wee's fucking just pretty metal, man. It's a good movie. His first film, yeah. No, it's amazing. It might be, yeah. might be best. I mean, Pee-wee, Ed Wood, Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice. He had some bangers. Um, I watched a lot of movies over Thanksgiving. By the way... Happy Thanksgiving. I yeah. I don't know if we even said yeah, happy Thanksgiving. I, I I literally don't think I, we said it to each other. Did we? We didn't. We didn't. Uh, Dolores sent me a text, but I was so deliriously tired that I forgot to respond to it. So I did tell her Happy Thanksgiving uh, like, yesterday um, or the other day. Uh, but yeah, Happy Thanksgiving, man. Okay. Yeah, we watched some movies. We uh, well, we watched The Irishman, which I kind of yeah. want to talk to you about, which I thought was wonderful. Um, yeah. And then we watched The Godfather because I was like, how do you follow a three hour and 30 minute movie? Another three hour and 30 minute movie. Nice. Um, and also Dolores has like, oh, I've seen it when I was younger. That means she hasn't seen it. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You sent me a message that like she somehow hadn't seen it. And I was like, she hasn't seen it. She, she, didn't, she didn't know that, it. That's one of those movies that it's shocking when anybody says that to me. But then I have to remember that like my life is different than other people's lives. But it's just so ingrained in my like my childhood like that's right. one of those movies that like you know how you watch a movie a lot as a kid and like every sound and the way like people say lines of dialogue and like the adr and shit like will just be ingrained in your brain mm -hmm. like that's that movie like that's one of those movies for me i find that interesting i mean like i obviously love that movie but i don't think i saw that movie until i was like 11 or 12 or something like mm -hmm. 
So for me, it's really because like that for me, E.T., E.T. was what you're referring to. Like as a child, the VHS yeah. of E.T. was watched and rewound fucking immediately. And watched like the, there were others for sure. I think E.T. was in there. Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. Like there what I'm saying is like Jurassic Park plays to the kids. Yeah. You know? Like E.T. plays to the kids. Like it'd be like if you were like, yeah, when I was fucking three, I just watched Schindler's List on repeat, bro. Like and then, you know, how would I garnish that? A little Godfather one. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like we, we would usually get like an Italian sub from Publix or something and watch, you know, a bunch of Italians. <laughs> it was like a sense memory thing. So every time I see it, I, like I crave an Italian sub. And every time I have an Italian sub, I want to watch The Godfather. Right. It's fucking Pavlovian shit, man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was one, that movie is still just amazing. Like to the point where you, 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 like fucking Coppola, like what happened to that guy? Because in the 70s, like, the, the, let me just get this fully out. His own uh, vino got high off his own supply. I just feel like I'm having a fucking spaz here and I just need to make my point because I, I, I'll bring this back up later when we talk about the Irishman, but it's like, you look at Scorsese, you look at George Lucas, you look at Spielberg and, you, and, 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 and Coppola, all right? Like those four, okay? Mm-hmm. Two of them, you know, say what you want. Spielberg isn't making like the best. This isn't the best five, 10 years of his career, but whatever. He's still Spielberg making good shit. Okay. Um, and and mm-hmm. he's making incredible shit. Arguably the highest quality has been his last 20 years. If you want to get technical with it. Um, <clears throat> but then you look at George Lucas who's like doing fucking nothing. And that seems to be more of a choice. Cause then I look at Coppola and it's like, no, nah, there just what was a doing nothing. Lucas did American graffiti, you know? Like, it's not like he needs Star Wars. He could do other things. He chooses not to do something. Coppola. He did THX 1138. Then he made that sound thing that used to go... And it doesn't happen anymore in theaters. That was like yeah. my thing when I was a kid. That sound. That was... Uh... I hated it. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'm sorry. It's too my, loud. My, my, point, my point is like about these people is that like, all right, Lucas doesn't seem like he's doing anything by choice. Coppola seems like he would love to do stuff. He just stopped being a relevant filmmaker. And we have the 90s to show us that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like his 2000s output wasn't very good. Uh, it's just sad to me because you are considered a brother in arm uh, of the new Hollywood 70s, whatever. And like two of your friends are doing really great. <laughs> and, and like the other one is just yeah. like, I'm retired. And then you like, you got, not, you got vineyard. That's all you got. Like, I'm retired. <laughs> I feel like George Lucas is just not making things out of spite. You know, he's just sitting that. in his chair, just with his arms crossed going, oh, I could make a movie. I'm not going to. I made Red Tails. Does anybody remember that? The first uh, all African-American cast, by the way. George, uh, that's, uh, that's not true. It's not true by a long shot. There's been Historically, several. there's never been a film with a all-African-American cast. So, um, uh, uh, fucking Preacher's Wife. Uh, fucking <laughs> I wish I had 50 examples off the top. falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a nap while you're trying to remember things. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, like uh, Scors- Scorsese especially, even more so than Spielberg, more than any of them, just has like uh, like a young man's like energy. And yeah, The Irishman is definitely an old man's movie. Like a young man could not have made that movie, you know. But like he has like that fucking energy. He's still with it. Like, yeah, he's a treasure, man. An American treasure. Some would even say a hero. Not me. That's for others to say. <laughs> <laughs> and for me to disagree with 
Yeah. Um, well, other movie uh, that we watched, uh, not to cut gears, but I, I sort of wanted to talk. We'll get back to Scorsese when we go to, to Irishman um, because we're going to get there. But Indiana Jones. Um, I have some fucking feelings on Indiana Jones. and They're all good, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're all good. Those movies are magical. I just like write, uh, logic flaws, I guess, for me. Kalima. That one's great. That's the best fucking one. Pool of Doom is fucking lit, dude. What are we talking about? Mommies. Mummies. I mean, it's the best opening 15 minutes of any movie that's ever existed. Uh, Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. When it falls apart right there. That's kind of where... Short round. He has a little boy's sidekick named Short Round. Like, where are this kid's parents, man? (laughs) They're long dead, <laughs> probably at the hands of Dr. Jones. <laughs> he just hangs out with an archaeologist all the time, like before fucking World War II. <laughs> and where did Short Round go is my question. Because if like Indiana Jones is his like de facto parental figure, right. like what happens to Short Round? Because people forget Temple of Doom is a prequel. It's the first chronologically in the series, it right? Yeah. So like it, Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's no Short Round. And to be fair, he shouldn't have a little short round running around with him, you know, doing adventure stuff. But, like, where's the kid? <laughs> Who's watching him? Like, Jesus fucking Christ, Dr. Jones, what did you do to the child? Like, did he just leave him in, like, some opium den somewhere? Like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> I'm going out to get smokes and a whip, and he never came back. And he just never fucking comes back. <laughs> just an absentee father. Wow. Like, twice. Because you got Shia yeah. LaBeef. Yeah, Moot. What's his name? Mutt. Mutt, Moot. But my beef is uh, with the Nazis in this movie, but not for the reason you think, which is I don't understand their logic. What, you think it should have been more pro-Nazi? Like, should have been no. more balanced? No. I, <laughs> I, I guess my beef has a lot more to do with, like, the object of desires in both of the films where the Nazis are the, are the antagonists. The first one, they're after the Ark of the Covenant, which is like very Jewish uh, and contains like what Jewish super superpowers or something, right? Like to the point where they're just like, all right, hold on. God chose these people, supposedly. They're the chosen ones. He gave them fucking right. like Ark powers. You think that would be enough? The the problem is is that then in the third movie, they're after a, a special Jew Grail. Uh, I can say Jewish like that because I, I got Jewish blood in me. But uh, my, my point, my point is, at no point do you ever think they're like, you know, we keep going after like really important. Nice aside, like, by the way, you really covered yourself on the potential racism there. <laughs> I'm just saying, at no point are the Nazis like, you know, we keep trying to steal this sh- obviously lit shit from Jewish. Like, why, why are we? Why do we hate the Jews? Like, I just want to know. Like, that never occurred to them, and I'm like, fuck, man. You had the whole arc because th- these two are like they're on the same movie. They're going to come in and the Holy Grail. It's like separated by years, so it's like they heard about the right. first incident, and then, <laughs> I don't know. What's going on, Nazis? I mean, what what do the Nazis know exactly about the Ark of the Covenant incident? You know, they just know that a bunch of their dudes were were gone. Gone, baby, gone. You know, maybe they... (laughs) Maybe they're in some great Jewish utopia now, like, for all they know. Uh, The Nazis are? Utopia? (laughs) 
Yeah. I know, but isn't that <laughs> their the hell? Nazis, no, they don't know that the other Nazis got vaporized or melted or whatever happened. Like, it was different for every Nazi we saw, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were saying that when you opened the Ark of the Covenant and you didn't close your eyes, you went to a Jew utopia, which, if you're a Nazi, would be Nazi hell. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> 